Rituals are the foundation pulling us together, but it takes a community to support the rituals we need throughout our lives. Welcome to the journey of finding your community. Learn the knowledge of generations and how it applies to your everyday life. Tune in for an unconventional perspective on ancient wisdom and how it can change your life right now. I will tell you how to navigate this fast-changing world with the power of the gifts you already have. Living your gifts with me, Susan Hopp, Ancient Applications for Modern Times starts now. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Living Your Gifts, Ancient Applications for Modern Times. And I'm your host, Susan Hopp, and I welcome you today and invite you to join me the second Wednesday of every month as we discuss topics to help you find your gifts in your community. And today, we were going to be talking about community. And like, I'd like to begin by reading one of Sabanthu's books, Welcoming Spirit Home, in which he describes the value of community and living intentionally. Really take this in because this is one of my favorite quotes of hers. Community is the spirit, the guiding light of the tribe whereby people come together to fulfill a specific purpose, to help others fulfill their purpose and to take care of one another. The goal of community is to make sure each member is heard and is properly giving the gifts he or she has brought to this world. Without this giving, community dies. And without community, individuals are left without a place where they can contribute. Community is that grounding place where people share their gifts and receive others. I'm here with Dr. Pat, who I always love doing this with. And to contribute to the discussion is my very special guest and friend, Larissa Stowe. She's a musician and healer. I met Larissa soon after I moved to Laguna Beach. And since I didn't know anyone, I decided I was going to go out of my way and attend um, my neighborhood congregational church with the intention of actually finding community and meeting people. Larissa was performing at the community event and I knew we were meant to be friends. And I knew it so much, I just walked up to her at a break and said, I wanna be your friend. <laughs> and since that moment, I have been her friend and I'm so honored. So let me tell you a little bit about my dear friend. Larissa Stowe was born to wake, shake, and create a vibration raising revolution in her lifetime. She is the lead singer songwriter of the band Larissa Stowe's Shakti Tribe and a sacred world mantra rock group. It's one of my favorite groups actually. And Larissa is a modern day mystic alongside of that and a student of heart-centered living, sacred sounds fairy and transformational life coach, performing with her band and teaching at festivals and consciousness raising events around the world, including Bhakti Fest, Lightning in a Bottle and Bali Spirit Music Fest. Inspired to help others live a heart and soul centered life, she regularly leads transformational play shops and world retreats, incorporating tools from her private practice as a transformational life coach. Welcome, Larissa, and again, welcome, Dr. Pat. Great to be here. So let's jump in, guys. I, um, we, we don't have much time, and I know, Larissa, you have a lot to talk about. You have grown a remarkable community, and you have also have the gift of affirming others in their gifts and collaborating with so many other artists and spiritual practitioners. Would you please share your story about how this came about for you? 
Well, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's quite a story. And thank you. Thank you so much for having me on this beautiful webcast with you. I'm just very honored, first of all, and honored to meet you, Dr. Pat, for the first time. So yeah, thank you it's for mutual. <laughs> My, I would say what definitely um, took everything to the next level for me, because community has always been incredibly important to me. So I can't say that this was the one thing that, that took that, that, um, that first sparked it because it's always been a part of me, but what definitely catalyzed it to a whole other level is getting sick, getting really, really ill. Um, and in getting super sick, I, as, as you know, Susan, you were there when I was going through it, like you were there at my bedside. And um, I had an experience with what I would say is divine mother. Um, when I was on my deathbed and struggling intensely, she came to me and she told me that I could no longer, that I couldn't continue to exist on the same energy or on the same fuel that I, that that fuel source would no longer work for me. And that fuel source was me plugging into my will, the will of the mind, so to speak, like, okay, how do I create this? How do I move forward? What are the steps involved that I need to move forward? What's my game plan? And working really hard, um, more from not, not because I didn't want to work with others, but because I didn't really understand at that time how much I was just relying upon my own will and my own mind to move things forward. I felt like I had to do it all. And I, she was very clear that I needed to unplug from that and plug into a whole new energy, which is the we space, which is um, the medicine and the gifts and the divinity of those in my life, you know, of my beloveds around me. Um, it was very humbling. <laughs> it was like outrageously humbling because I didn't know how to do it in the beginning. When she first shared this with me, I felt lost. Like, I don't even know what that means to unplug from this me space of go, 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 do, do, do. How do I make this happen? What are the steps involved to make it happen? To surrendering to the flow, the wave of energy around me um, trusting others' medicine, trusting others' gifts, and in doing so, giving others an opportunity to really share who they are. Um, and what was awesome is the, one of the first things she said, because I was in the hospital, actually, when um, I think it was Shakti Fest was coming up, and I was supposed to be preparing for Shakti Fest. I was supposed to be having rehearsals. I was supposed to be putting out mailings, you know, emails about uh, to the fans about come see us at Shakti Fest. And here I was at the in the hospital, not even knowing if I was going to even be well enough. Um, I don't want to say if I was going to be alive, but it felt like that at the time, if I was even going to be, if I was going to physically make it. And 
divine mother said, here's your opportunity, reach out, reach out to your tribe, let them know, you know, what's happening and prepare people for the possibility they, that they may have to take over, you know, your slot. Um, and also prepare to invite others onto stage. So what divine mother did promise me is that if I just surrendered enough that I would, even if I couldn't walk in that moment, even if I couldn't even sit up, that I would be given the strength at that time to be able to at least be on stage. And she said that I could, that it would be um, within the space, within the we space to invite my sisters specifically actually to come join me on stage and sing with me and to give them an opportunity to share their medicine and their vibration. So this is what I did. Um, I felt, even though it didn't seem possible at the time, I felt like it was going to be possible that I would be there. And I reached out to my sisters, fellow um, singers and asked them to join me. And that was the first step. That was the first step. And then it just became more and more obvious with time to invite others to be a part of different aspects. And um, that's when the whole idea for the Shakti Love Warriors group came about um, on Facebook. I started seeing it completely different. It had been my uh, a group page for my band just Shakti tribe group page. And then it was like, no, we need to change this so that it's the Larissa's Shakti love warriors group. So then it's about the community rather than just being about our band and to give the community an opportunity to share their gifts as well. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I could talk about that more later, but I've talked a lot right now. So that's like, that's, um, but that's, it just keeps growing. It just keeps growing. I keep being informed by Divine Mother, like what the next step is, because Divine Mother is actually the energy of mm -hmm. humanity and the we space and the big hug, so to speak, of energy. So I keep opening to what's next. What does that mean? How do I do even more of that? Yeah, you learned a lesson like I did. So here's the lesson. I got dropped to my knees. April 1st of 04 by a mystery disease because I wasn't listening. I wasn't asking. I was given a pathway to follow and I started to doubt myself about following it. And I got the mystery disease and that thing stayed with me 10 years until like, I finally was like, okay, just give me the message and I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm not going to put up the resistance. I'm not going to say, oh, I don't know how to sing. So I'm not going to say, Oh, I, I don't have, I, I don't have any background in talk radio. So I'm not right. Right. So, yes. so what happens when you stand in your yes and you find that divine mother guidance, what shifts? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole vibrational shift, right? It's just, it's like, it everything changes you can't stay the same and it so just I, 
And it just yeah. keeps on coming too. Like, because yeah. I had the same thing with, uh, I had a life death thing too. I mean, I think if you're, if you're walking this path and this journey and you're not listening to the divine mother or uh, to whatever is your divine mother, I mean, you're just thrown off course for sure. And, and you're brought to your knees and you're, you go, okay, I need help. I can't do this by myself anymore. Yeah. I don't know about you, but like, you know, are you like thick headed or like, you know, that expression thick headed or I, I don't, you know, like, look, takes more than one time for me to get a message. So I put protective measures in place. <laughs> Divine mother protected measure. She stares at me every day. Right. right? This is one form of her. Right. You got that. She was in my drawer until recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got, I got my girlfriend right across here. I got She's like, What the heck <laughs> are you putting you me in the drawer for? You really want me to like uh <laughs> you want me to hand it to you again? Sorry, I had to interject that because I love the beauty of your story. <laughs> I mean, I love the beauty of your story, but I also love the fact that, you know, when we talk about things like this, what folks don't know, there's a beginning and an end. You know, it is a journey. We walk through the fire. We, we don't walk in the fire and stay the fire. We walk through the fire. And somehow that fire ignites another spark in us. And somehow we become bigger than we were before. And somehow we're able to step up to a place we could have never imagined. And somehow we're able to look at possibilities. And somehow you end up on a show like this sharing your life story. That's right. That's, that's the magic of it all. It's like a peeling <laughs> wow. of the onion, right? It's like... Okay, I'm to this layer. Mm, Got to peel it and breathe. And then there's another one that shows up that just kind of yeah. yeah. does this. But after a while, you start thinking like, "Oh, here it is again." You kind of yeah. make you got to make friends with it. It's like a, this friendship starts to occur with it, and then you got to make friends. You got to really open your heart to making friends with your whole community. Even yeah. the ones, I mean, Sabonfi used to say, you don't have to like everybody in your community. You know, I was like, what do you mean? She said, but you got to be honest and you got to talk about it. Right. And then you, right. and she said, because then there's an opportunity to just be with one another and, and know that that essence is necessary for you, even if it makes you uncomfortable and, you know, kind of do one of these. Uh -huh. So. Right. Yeah. Let's go ahead and take a short break if we could. And when we come back, let's talk about how both of you have not just talk about community, but how you both have attracted, cultivated, you know, a community, what seems organically, but yet intentionally, what seems like, you know, this chaos, which is really quite focused, which seems like I'm sitting back here, but you're not, you're really out in front which seems like maybe I'm not doing enough, but whoa, you're like are. And how do we engage other people in realizing their birthright is to be part of community? Let's take a short break, everybody. We will be right back. Hi, I'm Ambrosia. And I'm Alexa. And we, and we are the hosts of, of Inner Bloom Podcast. Podcast. A podcast about spirituality and intuitive development. Together, we utilize our intuitive gifts and our own personal life experiences to empower you to live an extraordinary life. 
Check us out and subscribe at innerbloompodcast.com. Imagine starting your week off with a teaching, a clearing, and an activation direct from the God consciousness. If you would like to feel more in charge of your week ahead, then I personally invite you to join me, Tracy L. Clark, for our monthly Soul Sunday non-denominational service at 11 a.m. Eastern Time online or in person. All donations for this event go to the TLC Initiative Fund to help those in need. Sign up now at tracylclark.com and let's connect together in the glory realm. Are you one of the many women in the world who've carried the burdens of work and family with the added circumstance of the pandemic? You are not alone. Join Mary Rose Campbell with five other powerful women on Saturday, December 5th, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, for the International Conference on Resilience for Women, as they share what they've learned to create power for themselves under any circumstance. Get your tickets now at resilientwomensconference.com. Hello, I'm Carrie Kadambi, and this is your Spirited Exchange Moment. Have you been searching everywhere for answers? Do you long for wise guidance to lovingly direct you? Guess what? You have your very own divine spirit guides in the highest light, available 24-7, just waiting to help you live your best life. Call in your spirit guidance on a daily basis to help you make important decisions. All you have to do is ask, with a sense of openness, curiosity, and willingness to be divinely guided. Throughout your day, be open to notice what shows up for you. A spoken phrase, a book, a message from a song, or simply a knowing. And always offer gratitude for that loving guidance. And don't forget to put it into action. Join me on Transformation Talk Radio for my show, A Spirited Exchange. For more information about me, visit thedivineguidancegift.com. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion with me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. We've been speaking with Larissa Stowe and singer, songwriter, and community builder and about creating community in these times of isolating and social distancing. And I don't know about you, Larissa, but sometimes it just feels like um, I have to have community. And it's been really hard lately, uh, I mean, to figure out how to do it, especially with my teenagers and how to keep them engaged and, and missing just that physical um, presence in the, you know, like even on, on Zoom, I have to say, unmute. I want to hear the noises you all make. I want to be connected to, to this. How, how, and it, it's not as organic. And, and Dr. Pat, you were talking about this, this feeling of it being organic and, and what that means and that it's, it's more grounded than people realize. Can you just kind of move us into that realm? Because you know, it so much better than me that way. Yeah, I think one of the greatest misconceptions that I learned about and then really spent 10 years studying, really people are like, seriously, Pat, did you really spend 10 years studying something you could have learned in 10 seconds? Yeah, I did. Um, Because my journey was that and is that. But this idea of organic and being organic 
and not being focused and not being of our action is one of the greatest misconceptions in the new thought movement and community that emerged about, I'd say 20 years ago. Now we've come a long way and we've come a long way to know that each of those has energy, you know, organically and intentionally, and they're not opposites. And so when we talk about this today, and I took a lot of grief, Larissa, I'm going to say that right, so that they can replace every wrong time I've said it in the interview. Um, <laughs> when the book, The Power of Now came out, <laughs> am I even going to share this? So I reached out because I didn't understand the book. And I said, I don't understand this. I'm in, I'm in the now but the now's already over. So I'm already in the next. I said, isn't this really the power of next now? Hmm. I had to remove that post. I took so much. And it was, it's an interesting question, isn't it? Hmm. But when we think about organic and intentional, there is an energy that brings people together that way. It's beautiful. It's harmonious. It's not always in balance, but it is always in harmony. Talk about that. Would you like me to talk about that? Are you asking me or Susan? No, I'm not. Susan okay. pointed at you. Did you see that? She's like, <laughs> like you. <laughs> I will give you a very um, clear, organic way community evolved, we evolved actually in this time um, of sheltering in. I felt very called. Again, Divine Mother pushed me out there big time um, to share live, to have these live broadcasts um, via Facebook in my group. Actually, it was first on my, on my wall, but I started sharing, um, showing up and sharing every day a meditation practice so that, that people would have a place to come and be together to meditate on a daily basis. And then I shared tools to help people calm themselves, to to breathe, to connect their um, breath in a way that would engage the parasympathetic nervous system to calm everyone down and, and just all the tools that I have that could make a difference in healthy people in, in times like this. Um, I did this 40 day mantra practice as well with everyone. It just kept going longer and longer. It's like, I kept- It was, it was fabulous, it was fabulous. And I did like a 40 day Ganesha mantra challenge with everybody. And that was really fun. But what I realized is like, okay, I'm showing up every single day. And while it is a we space in the sense that people are participating, it's not a we space with people leading. And I felt like it, it was time for me to pass on the baton to others again, from hearing this inwardly from what I experience as divine mother. And when I say divine mother, I mean, it's coming from uh, of that, that the energy of the we space of community, you know, as opposed to my more of a direct um, energy from spirit coming this way. It was, it's a divine mother, more of an energy coming this way. And I felt very directed to pass on the, the torch, the baton, so to speak, to empower others to step into their leadership, to share their gifts with the community. And so then I could also learn myself from everybody and I could also receive others' gifts. And so I 
I thought, okay, I'll just do one day a week and then I will invite others to, to share and to lead the other six days of the week. So that's what's happened. And we have like the most amazing people, um, spirits leading every day, every day, every day, leading these meditations, um, leading with tools, sharing their, you know, beautiful tools that they have, sharing their vulnerabilities about how they're walking through this time. And I think that's been like, I, as I share about this, I just can feel emotion. Like I could just, I could just start. <laughs> it's, like, it's like right here. Cause it's, um, it touches me so deeply to see how people who, when they were first showing up, like I'll just say Sylvie who leads today. See, here I go. <laughs> She's um, going to be leading today. It's and all good. We cry. <laughs> I cry. All it doesn't take much for me all to cry. I'm making up for like 50 years of my life that I refuse to shed a tear. So don't worry. We'll be right. We're right there. Ask Susan. She brought the kids on. I cried for an hour. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it's those truth, those tears of truth that just, you know, like when you, when you feel, but as an example, Sylvie, who leads today, when she first was leading, you know, you could, I could feel how insecure, you know, like she had nervousness and, you know, it was more challenging for her to lead and she began to relax and trust the medicine that she has to share with everyone. And as the community really with love started to receive her, even when she felt like a little nervous, when she felt that you could just see this beautiful feedback loop happening of the community supporting her to receive herself. And then she was able to receive them. Ugh, you know, it's just like, I'm just like, I'd watch her and I just cry and be like, oh my God, go girl, you go. And I've seen it with everyone. It's like all my people who are leading, they're just being vulnerable and transparent. And it's just so inspiring. It's so inspiring. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so committed to uh, everyone feeling like, you know, they have something to share because we all do, you know, it's not just people like me and Susan and you who are kind of That's born right. this way, you know, to, to lead and be in front. I think it's necessary for us all to see that what we have within us is so valuable for community. And I feel like that has become one of my newer roles mm. in life is, is to support others mm. and bringing that out of them. So it touches me deeply and I feel um, so much more like just grateful to be alive. You know, it's like, it's, it's like, it is a new energy. It's completely new energy to be plugged into than the one I was plugged in before because it's so much more about the we space and I'm receiving so much more these days you know from others and allowing myself to receive and I get to relax more I get I get to relax more who would have thunk you know? <laughs> as others step forth and I empower them it's like <sighs> I get to do more what I do well and you know, 
allow others to do what they do well and together, you know, we grab, we link arms and it's way more fun. That's the thing. This is totally, so much more totally fun. More fun. Way more fun. Way more fun. We have the best listening and viewing audience on the planet. This group of people that, you know, some of them have been here since day one, 16 years ago. Others have jumped in on the journey, but they are the best. They are the best anywhere. And I say that because we hear from them. When we went through, I don't know the year, Susan, but what we called the economic downturn, like seven, eight, nine, 10. You guys remember those years? I do. Right? Yeah, I do. That time I was faced with where, how am I going to keep paying for our time? Many people don't know this, but before we launched Transformation Talk Radio in 010, right? 09, right? 09. Every minute that we're on air, we buy airtime. That's it. That's what I started to do. No rhyme or reason, no logic. People didn't understand it. I didn't need for people to understand it. But see what you just described, we all have those moments. Those moments for me didn't come from getting really sick and basically not being able to do anything. It came from those years where when I looked at walking away from this and the phone lines opened and the callers called in and they talked about the job they once had and they said, please bring on more spiritual guests. Bring on more people like me. Talk about the things we're going through. We listen to that. And out of that, um, in the middle of, what do we, I don't even know what we call that time, right? I mean, we call this time COVID. I mean, somehow that's what we're calling that. Mother Earth don't call it that, but, you know, but we called it something then. But when we're called, I don't know about you two ladies, but I need to ask you, Susan, this question. When you're called by Mother Energy, Mother Nature, in your case, Susan, Sabanfu, in my case, Sedonia, um, when we're called, each of us, man, I have learned a lesson that says, dude, you thought you were going to stop doing radio in 07 and 08, and whoa, we're going to make you really sick because that is not what you're going to do. I've learned not to go through that again. What is it for you, Susan? You know, when you are called, and I want to say this to people, everybody listening, y'all, look, if you are Mary from Alabama that called in the other day, I'm telling you, you're called. Everybody listen to this, you are called, right? When I was homeless, I was called to sell hot dogs and beg for money at the Port Authority. There you have that. But Susan? I think, like, I was called way before I even knew I was called, wow. <laughs> you know, and... I think the children called me, you know, mm. if I were to say who called me. Um, I think Kristen, when she came to me and had heard Sabanfu speak about how women and children walk for water, you know, and she came to me. I didn't know that I was being called to do another layer of teaching community with young people until she said this question, said to me, they walk for water. Why can't we? And then I got called. I got called to 
teach these kids how to find their gift through a project. But really, I got called to bring water, which is life, but I really got called to hold the energy to allow young people to find their gift mm-hmm. in a project and then to step into the power of when you feel it, that you, you, you just do it instead of holding back. You know, I, I had this beautiful story that just even happened this week. Um, one of my artists, I have, I have quieter leaders this year. Like I have young ones that are, are more like kind of, you know, shy and it's, it's totally different energy than I'm used to. And so we had to fill out paperwork, you know, over, not taking it over to the school, but in a whole different way. And so one of the, so one of the kids had to fill it out and put just other kids in the, in the thing at, at who was president because it hadn't, at that point, it hadn't really been designed. And one of my, my presidents, who's so very quiet and mild, called me. She said, how come my name's not down there as president? I felt so much joy because that kid, when I first got her, would have never, ever called me and said a word. She would have suffered through not being seen as the president. And I said, honey, we're changing that. We just had to put names in like this. And she's like, okay, I just wanted to make sure because I work really hard for this. <laughs> and it made me realize how much that they, they, you know, they start to empower what they do bring to the table, even if it's done quietly and through art and through writing, you know, instead of being the type that would get on transformation talk radio and talk she'd never do this and yet I said to her the other day you ready to go on the radio and she said you know maybe I am <laughs> and I was like be still my heart so for me it's seeing these young people know that they're better when they work together that it helps them grow that this community thing has to happen if we don't grab this community thing back in our world we're, we're going to lose it again COVID's going to not be enough you know, Mother Earth is going to say, you guys still aren't getting it. When yeah. are you do the collaboration? Because you think you can do it by yourself in this greed. It's, it's killing, it's killing our culture. It's killing our culture. So. Absolutely. But Larissa, I want to just say what Susan just talked about is a direct reflection of what you did. You know, we don't talk about this ladies enough, right? The Dalai Lama said it better than anybody. I don't know. That was like a really long time ago. I have his little letter over here, so I don't know what the year is. But he said, yeah, the women here will take the leadership role. What he didn't say is the women here will will help others understand what shared leadership is. And Larissa, that's what you did. See, that's what you're doing. That's what Susan's doing. That's what we're doing. You know, it is it is a shared place. It is a place where we become very natural in who we are and how we are and what we're doing. You know, I, I, I'll tell you, I have been emailed, criticized by radio talk show hosts in, in this country and abroad, and they don't quite understand this idea of sharing. It's really foreign to a lot of people. I don't really understand what it's like not to share. I can count on one hand the shows I've done alone, only because some people didn't show up. And then I didn't do it alone. It was Benny and me talking about the lobster and the goldfish. (laughs) But let's talk about shared leadership. I want to take a short break. When we come back, let's talk about why, why sharing 
brings tears to our eyes. What is it that we are seeing in the transfer of knowledge, the transfer of power, the transfer of messaging, the transfer of ancestral learning, the transfer of spiritual energy? What is that about that? That is what Susan, you just referred to, that is grabbing the energy of the universe now and saying no more, no more. We need to come together. And why have we seen that in this past year all over the world and today? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Susan's going to pick up the lead on that. <sighs> I just think I'm going to cry, Louisa. I think I'm just going to sit here and cry. We'll be right back, everybody. Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three things I've learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or visit Susan's website at SusanDolce.com. Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death from debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuyper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind. Anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com. Imagine you are a ball of steel, smooth, small, and cool to the touch. Your life will soften you with fire. You will take hits that shape you. You will be forged into a powerful, purposeful work of art. Tune in to Forging a Life with Coach Christine Clark. Joining Dr. Pat Basile in a three-part series, Truths in the Creation of Katana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Christine Clark, a gifted, engaging speaker and trainer who has forged her life in the fires of self-employment, will take you on a journey to exploring the internal, mental, and emotional blocks that stand between us and a life of significance through an analogy of the process of crafting a traditional Japanese sword or katana. For more information about Christine, visit sunglowtransformation.com. Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values, and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Susan. Hi, we've been speaking with Larissa Stowe, a singer, songwriter, and community builder, and creating community in these times of isolating and social distancing. And I have to say, 
as uh, we we left that thing, I was thinking about how my daughter is pregnant. And um, she called me with all this stuff that's going on and said, Mom, am, am I, is my little boy going to be mad at me? Because I'm bringing him into the world right now. Is And I said, oh, sweetheart, he made a choice to come into this world right now. And he's bringing a gift that he obviously needs to bring in right now in order to help transform it. And it made me think about how community is really, I said, you've got to gather your community, sweetheart. You've got to take steps. Even she lives in a high rise in Brooklyn. I said, look around, start talking to people, start reaching out and finding the people that you're going to join with to create, to be able to have something right there in your own area where you can start to bring, bring your boys gifts out, you know? And, and I, it just makes me think is, that's what we're all saying. Like now's the time, now is the time. We're in such a crisis, but yet we're moving through with such a sweetness and to hear vice president next to be president Biden speak about finding a way to bridge it. And I think, how are we gonna bridge people differently? How are we gonna start to see and, and make the wave of, of shifting into this loving connection, no matter what, no matter what, holding a new intention for this world, the intention to really embrace one another's gifts and to know that even when it doesn't feel like a gift, it's a gift. So yeah. Yeah, how, does, yeah. how does that translate with you? I know that you are great, Larissa, at seeing love like no one else I know. When I'm out of alignment with that love thing, all I have to do is give you a call and you bring me back to it. I mean, you really do because I'm a little more snarky than you. <laughs> um, talk about how you see that and how you, are, you feel this next step stage of transformation can move through. Mm. I, I think it's super simple, honestly. And to me, it comes down to a question, what would love do? And when I ask that question of myself, when I ask that question of the community, because, you know, within our community, even within our own community, you can tell that some people, they're what they think goes in this direction and, and others, what they think about what's happening politically goes in the other direction but there is this, this common ground if we so choose to see it. And I think that's, that's really, really the key because you can see that when people choose not to see how there's common ground between us, then there becomes even more polarity because people have a tendency to dehumanize one another because they don't see the same way. It's really easy for people to dehumanize somebody who does not see, feel, look at the world in the way that they, they do. But when you ground yourself and ground others, ask others the same question, what would love do? We have a tendency to be able to um, expand beyond how we see things or how we hold things and become more curious which I think is, is a super power that we have, curiosity, to become curious about why others think the way that they do without judgment, without having like this prejudgment 
um, really getting curious, like, why do you see it this way? Where does that come from? Like, what happened to you that informs the way you see it this way? And the more curious I found that we can become with each other rather than jumping to conclusions that somebody is this way or that way because they support this person or that person, you know, if we can become really curious, what we do is we build bridges of compassion in the world. And right now, in order for us to come back into unity, I think we're going to have to use so much more of that superpower. And that superpower of curiosity goes hand in hand with the superpower of humility. Because we don't know everything. We don't understand everything. And yet we tend to feel righteous and thinking that we do. And yet if we can suspend um, that righteousness and open to the possibility that maybe there's more than meets the eye, you know, and, and allow ourselves to breathe another in, then we can build these stronger bridges of unity again. And so that's like a conversation that I consistently have in my community with people. And I think, you know, for me, I've been given the gift of being able to um, listen to somebody and have a curiosity um, and suspend judgment, even if I don't agree even if I don't agree with their narrative or their perspective, I have an ability to be able to suspend my judgment because it's more important to me to connect, find a way to connect with that person. Because if I can connect with them, if I can connect with their heart, there is that possibility that both of us will grow. Both of us will find um, something new that maybe we have never um, seen before. And, you know, we, you talked about putting the, the divine mother up right in front of you, taking her out of the, the, uh, out of the drawer, putting her up on the wall, Dr. Pat. And I myself do the same thing with, I have a big old picture of Gandhi up in my temple. And he inspires me so much because one of the things he was able to do is he was able to catalyze change in um, South Africa and India, but in this case, South Africa, um, as he, okay, so he had, he developed a relationship with General Smuts, who was absolutely for segregation to begin with until he met and became friends with Gandhi. In the beginning, you know, Gandhi was an annoyance to him. Gandhi just kept showing up and he didn't even understand why Gandhi you know, continued to show up when he himself had so much judgment, you know, against Gandhi in the first place. But Gandhi totally suspended his judgment of General Smuts, even though General Smuts was champion, championing, I can barely say that, mm. <laughs> segregation. And when General Smuts was asked, what did Gandhi do to change your mind? Because it was Gandhi that was instrumental in shifting his consciousness. 
General Smuts says, he did not change my mind. He changed my heart. Mm. I love that. I so love that, I mean, to me, I always think about that. You know, I'm like, okay, Larissa, yeah. it's not about changing anyone's mind. I'm not yeah. here to change people's minds. Hopefully I can connect to their hearts. And hopefully I can teach others. I can lead by example, by modeling that, and hopefully inspire others around me to seek to connect to others' hearts so that we can build bridges. Because it's really not my right. It's none of my business, really what people think. But it is my business to connect and care and love people. Yeah. And I think we're seeing this worldwide. You know, I think what we're seeing is an energy shift. I mean, it may not look like that. I mean, you know, I, I can't tell you how many texts I get a day of people wanting to know what I think about one thing or the other here, especially about the election. And apparently there's news on this this day where, you know, we're talking about honoring veterans and we're talking about stepping forward in love. But there has been a change and a shift. And this is not new. We have had this kind of change before. But there's a momentum in the change and the shift, just like you referenced, right? Just like you were talking about. You know, when we talk about people that created a evolutionary revolution, and that's what we're talking about, those people. This is the day and age we're living in. And, you know, my friend said to me that once upon a time there was a Gandhi. Once upon a time there was a Nelson Mandela. Once upon a time, there was a Martin Luther King, a John Kennedy, and the list goes on, right? You know, once upon the time, you know, there were people that broke through in amazing ways and women that you don't hear their names or know about it once upon a time. And then my friend said to me, there's not one Gandhi today. Millions of Gandhis have hit the streets this past year. Millions and millions of of Mandela's have hit the streets. Millions and millions of Bella Abzugs and Gloria Steinem's and, you know, the people that we talk about, Maya Angelou's and millions of them, millions of people have been energized because their hearts have changed. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, yeah. and that's something I never thought I'd see again in my lifetime. You know, had a glimpse of it, when I was younger, marched with a lot of people, listened to a lot of talks. But this is different. When the heart gets changed, when the heart does get changed, each of us have had the heart changed. You lose a loved one. When the heart gets changed, you can't put that genie back in the bottle, can you, ladies? Nope. Well, and I think what it really is, is we're all taking the time to really create a container for the people in our own lives, in our own communities, to feel safe enough, to really feel safe enough to get in touch with the, what their pain is and the feelings that they're feeling in order to transform those feelings. And I think that's what happens in Larissa's community. That's what happens with me with the young people. That's what happens with you on this, this radio show. And, and you're right, it's gonna take thousands and thousands and thousands of people to change this paradigm. And I do believe right now it's happening. I really know that today, right now, there's so many of us out there doing that. So I'm so grateful 
to you guys, to you, Dr. Pat, and to you, Larissa, for joining us and sharing your experiences and your love and your light. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, and get grounded. Set your intention every day to be the intention of love, of just holding that space and create the container within yourself, within your own heart, and then expand it and create the container for those you love, and then just see it going out, out, and out, and out. And I know we're going to get there. I believe it. So thank you. Uh, Larissa, tell people how they can find you. Mm, there's two different ways <clears throat> that I can think of off the top of my head. One is to go to our website, larissastow.com, L-A-R-I-S-A-S-T-O-W.com. The other way is to go to the Larissa's Shakti Love Warriors group page and ask to join. And you just fill out a few questions, how you found out about us, if you found out about, you know, me, us here today, <laughs> put that on in mm -hmm. and get engaged, get into the community, be supported, share mm -hmm. your voice. And if you feel called to share some tools and some medicine to step on up and share that with our community. It's growing every day. We have lots of new people joining every day. So it's, it's fun. It's fun to watch it grow. Awesome. Susan, how about you? How do we find out more about you? Go to livingyourgifts.com. And next time I'm going to talk about, I got a book that's going to be published hopefully by the end of and um, it is all about community and it's all about really bringing your authenticity in. So go to livingyourgifts.com and you can find out more about me. And You've been listening to Living Your Gifts, ancient applications for modern times. Now go out and face the world with your powerful, unique self. You get to be you. Now that is radical. Show the world what you learned and help make it a little bit better each and every day. To learn more about me, please visit www.livingyourgifts.com. That's livingyourgifts.com.